So last week on Glee Boot, Emma left Will at the altar like she rightfully should. Ryder kissed Marley and everyone else hooked up except for Jake and Marley. <laughs> and that's what you missed on Glee Boot. <laughs> yeah, they did they kiss at all last week? I don't even know. I think they kissed. Because yeah. that's right, it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. When they were well, dancing, guess, didn't they? Yeah. Maybe. They kissed a couple of times, I'm pretty I sure. I guess I'm glad it's not the episode a few seasons ago where they were doing like a kissing booth and everyone got like Ooh. meningitis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so raise the good. stakes there. We can make it COVID. It's perfect for this century. <laughs> Ah, I mean, I remember when we did that episode and we were like, yeah, so we just went into lockdown. <laughs> so it was a little like touchy. Uh, but yeah. Glee Boot. Welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about Reboot and Glee one episode at a time. I'm Colin. Alyssa. I'm Hannah. And today we have a special guest, a podcast crossover guest that we have not met before today. So this is a podcast first. Ooh. <laughs> we have Casey Peleus of I'll Make a Fan Out of You. Hello. Yay. Welcome. Glad to I, have you. Yeah. I thought this would be great because this episode is all about songs from movies and I have these 90s kids think a bunch of songs from 80s movies when in reality they would have sang a bunch of Disney songs. So I was like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I did think it was very weird that everyone was singing songs from the 80s and then I think What Time Is A Girl Best Friend that was like a 60s song. Yeah, I wasn't really into that one, but I mean, we'll we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was all confusing. But yes, Casey, thank you for being here. You want to give a quick little blurb about your podcast? Yeah, so we we are on a hiatus right now um, ever since the pandemic because we haven't like figured out how to do things yet, but... um, we have we started at Snow White and we've been watching all of the Disney animated movies in order chronologically and then we rank them and we review them and we I think we left off at I think it was Frozen whatever movie, Frozen I, Frozen I think Probably. yeah it's whichever one is like right before Big Hero Six because we recorded Big Hero Six and then I think we lost the file. Oh, like, because no. oh, we no. recorded it over Zoom, oh. like a few weeks into the pandemic, and then we don't know yeah. what happened. Oh no! So yeah. next would be Zootopia, which uh, we gotta, we gotta get to that one. Well, if you need to re-record Big Hero Six, I'm a big Big Hero Six fan, and if you want to guess, let me know. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll let them know. Oh my gosh. You also do the sequels. So um, we're going off of like a very specific Wikipedia page that has like the list of the movies. And so we decided that once we like get through all of them and we like catch up to like whichever one just came out. I don't know. I guess I'm soul because I don't think that one's Pixar. Luca came out. No, those are Pixar. Luca's Pixar. Oh, is it? That was Disney. Ryan the Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. Raya. Well, because Disney owns Pixar. So... Mm. It's not technically a Disney movie. I thought it was Disney, yeah. though. Own it. And they get it's money like, yeah, from it. <laughs> it technically is Disney, but we're like, it has to be Disney Animation Studios. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. 
<laughs> and, then, and then and then we're gonna start Going. we're gonna do all the Pixar movies and then I think after that we were like we should do like the sequels because there's another there's like a subset of like Disney animated movies that are like the sequels <laughs> and some of the ones that would be on like the ones that went right to video yep. yeah all of those. <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 I'm looking at you <laughs> <laughs> Both yeah, the Aladdin sequels, looking at you too. Cinderella 3, iconic movie, looking at you. Oh, God, honestly. What is it, a twist in time? Yeah, yeah. Cinderella and time travel. We didn't know we needed it, but we did. <laughs> I think it caused the pandemic, to be honest. She had no right to do honestly. that. <laughs> anyway. But so, like, there are awesome. other Disney podcasts, but I agree with your guys' takes the most. Mm. thank you thank yeah. you <laughs> you guys have like fresh takes and some of them are like crazy like home on the range made it really high up in the ranking yeah, honestly home on the range is so good i don't think I've ever everyone seen i was getting into a fight with my coworkers the other day because they were all like making fun of home on the range and i work in disney world so everyone has very strong disney opinions yeah but- I don't know. The I music like, in Home on the Range is really good. Vaguely remember this movie <laughs> as being a movie. And that's it. That's all I know. So it is definitely a movie. I have <laughs> as another sidebar question. And then we'll get into everything else about the podcast. But I'm just super <laughs> curious about yours. So I think, Cullen, you were the one who introduced me to Drunk Disney on YouTube. Yes. Did you have you ever seen any of their videos? I'm trying no, to remember. I have not. Okay, let me. I'll de- we'll definitely email the it to you, folks, on okay. YouTube. Yes. They haven't. I, don't I think, think they, they make s- videos anymore. They don't. I don't think. But they they used to do drunk Disney. They'd like watch a Disney movie and have a drinking game for the movie and get really drunk, <laughs> and it was always it was really great. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely really send it fun. to you. But okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to Glee Boot. Um, we are yeah. yeah. not Glee, not Disney. Not Disney. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. But we talk about Disney a lot. We have it the Aristocats up. debate. Oh, it, does. it comes up. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Did I ever get a response to that meme I sent you guys about the Aristocats? Um, I have to talk about this later. Yes, I sent a response. Maybe Very non-political better. response because I think so, I was the only one. My opinion, I don't even remember what my opinion was. So, Casey, <laughs> we're going to ask you this. This is our, okay, we okay. had a poll on our Instagram. So, who's the real villain of Aristocats? Edgar or the rich lady who owns the cats? <gasps> oh, I had never thought about that before. Because I would say Edgar, but maybe Edgar just needs to make money to like survive. <laughs> But he abuses cats. So, like, I get it, but I'm with, like, <laughs> Edgar's the villain. I was team Edgar's the villain. Oh, Alyssa was team I was, the I was, the I villain. think the, <laughs> the old lady's the villain because. Well, and aren't the cats, like, a little bit happier when they, like, leave and they're hanging out with um, whatever his name is? Thomas O'Malley. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then I was team. I've never seen the movie. So <laughs> I'm the neutral party. Oh, mm-hmm. that's too funny. Yeah. I have to think about that. Yeah. Huh. I'd be caring about humans more than animals. I know it's kind of like <laughs> passe these days, but. <laughs> 
So, uh, so Casey, mm-hmm. um, have you ever, what is your relationship or journey with the show Glee? Right. So, um, I was never allowed to watch Glee. Probably like, for the best. Up, <laughs> probably for the, honestly, <laughs> but it was because of, they were like teenagers and they're like having sex and one of them was gay. And so we were like, we can't watch it. <laughs> um, and then I think it was when I was in college, I was like home for one winter break and I was like, Oh, I can watch whatever I want now. <laughs> <laughs> I put on Glee. <laughs> and I had tried to get through the pilot and I could not get through it. <laughs> And I was like, maybe I like, I think I missed the like window of opportunity. Cause then recent, I think it was during the pandemic too. Like at the beginning, I was like, maybe I'll actually try to watch Glee. Cause I do think it's like such a culturally important show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like everyone, everyone's seen it. Everyone makes Glee references. It was so like in tune with like the music of like mm-hmm. the time that it took place in. So except like, for this episode. <laughs> yeah, except for this one. Um, but I also could not get through it. And that's what's crazy about the pilot is, and we come back to this every time someone's like, yeah, I couldn't even make it through the pilot. The pilot is so different from the rest of the show. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. Like they're almost like two yeah. completely different shows. I, I okay. feel like it's not even a very good pilot. Yeah, but this is not an endorsement for the show. I'm not saying you should watch it. I'm letting people (laughs) make their own decision based on the episode they watch. Like, do I want to watch more of this? Yeah, I did. um, I did enjoy this episode. And I was like, maybe I do. Maybe I do actually want to watch it. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, this episode, just going to say up front, I didn't hate it. It's, it seems it it's works. a little more tame. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's well-rounded in the way that episodes should be. <laughs> it's very season four, which season four seems to be consistently like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you can always ask for more, but that doesn't that's mean true. it's realistic. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to like season two, which had high highs and low lows. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. (sighs) Is season four, are they, are like the majority of the characters like graduated? Are they in college? Yeah. Okay. So you only met like a quarter of the previous Glee Club because some of them are still there. Uh-huh. Others are graduated in New- in New York. Others okay. mm-hmm. are graduated in other places, and we randomly see them every once in a while for no reason. Okay, so it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird season. Yeah, very yeah. But. They're always like jumping back to the old characters in ways that don't really make sense. But hey, whatever. And and actually, I'm really curious to see if you got a character who you just haven't even met yet <laughs> for your BuzzFeed quizzes. So yeah, so let's transition. What is your BuzzFeed yes. result? So um, my Glee boyfriend is Blaine. Why does everybody get Blaine? <laughs> I love Blaine. I got Blaine. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that checks out, I feel like. <laughs> um, from seeing, like, 
one episode, but that's Darren Chris, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I <clears throat> never saw like a very Potter. I mean, I think I've seen a very part of Potter musical like once, mm-hmm. but I was like a theater kid. So I was like on the periphery of Darren Chris, like growing yeah. up. So I'm not surprised that I got Blaine. Um, and then the character that I am is Finn. Oh, okay. So you did meet both of them. Yes, yeah. yes. I know both of them. That's good. At least we don't have to A explain bit, <laughs> yeah. too much. Right. Um, so what is everyone drinking today? I have Boston Lager. I'm almost done with that big 12 pack that I got last for last week. I am drinking my parents' whiskey. I am home at my parents' house for the week in the basement where I was homeschooled. Are you just <laughs> drinking whiskey straight? Yeah. Oof. That's a lot of whiskey. That looks like freaking apple dog? juice. You look like you're drinking apple juice. <laughs> well, he yeah, definitely thought school. it was like apple cider or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, congrats. I hate whiskey straight. Like that's the worst. Uh, so good on you for being able to, to do that. <laughs> I am drinking a Long Island iced coffee. Ooh. It's How does that work? Really yummy. Um, so I actually made it a double because I looked at it in my glass and I was like, that's not enough alcohol. So <laughs> I put in Let's see, two ounces of vodka, one Mm. ounce of Kahlua, two ounces of Baileys. What else do I have in there? Vodka, Kahlua, Baileys. Oh, half an ounce of rum. And then I went over to Starbucks and I just got a double espresso espresso Mm -hmm. shot. So this must espresso with ice. I, it's supposed to be like two ounces. I think it ended up being more like three ounces just from how much I poured in. It's mm-hmm. really good. And I am going to be so weird tonight because I ha- I don't ever drink mm-hmm. espresso this late at night. And I'm going to be like on a downer because of the alcohol. So it's going to be real That's strange. a fun mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that. I was like, huh. It's like 6.30 for her. She's drinking espresso and then alcohol. This is fun. What a Friday night. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I get to work tomorrow. So it's going to be great. (laughs) And I'm drinking a, it's like a mango white claw, but it's especially big. (gasps) Oh my God. I thought it was big. I just thought it was the perspective. Uh, It's like a very big version of it. I love that. Cool. A giant white claw. Yeah. The mango are pretty good. Yeah, I like mango white claws. Mangoes are so good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, so today we're talking about season four, episode something. Girls 15. and boys. 15. Girls and boys on film. Um, and that's they're... a play on... Uh, who's the, is it a Duran Duran song? Girls on Film. Yeah. Which they oh. cover later in the show. Right. I I thought that. I was like, huh, maybe they're going to have the song. Nope. Didn't even have Duran Duran. They just stole the title and made it fun. Love it. 
Wait, they never cover it in the episode? They cover it, I think, in season five. Oh. Not in this episode, which they used the name for. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even catch that it was the name of a whatever, a song. Is it a song? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, the only reason I know it is because I'm a Duran Duran fan, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like that mashup in the Big Brother episode. Uh, because it's better than the original, <laughs> and how dare they make it better than the original. <laughs> also, does Blaine's brother ever come back? Because I love it. I might watch that episode again. That was a good episode. That was a good anyway, episode. I think that's the only episode that I would probably go back and watch. Yes. I don't remember what it was called, and I'm going to figure it out. Isn't it called... Big Brother. So big Brother. It's called Big Brother. Oh, that's, oh, that's <laughs> the one that your brother was on. Yeah. Your little brother. Your brother was on the Big Brother episode? Alyssa's yeah. was, yeah. Wait, then, mine was? Yeah. <laughs> you know, she doesn't remember. She. <laughs> We've had, uh, like, I've had my, my siblings and my parents. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I have to get my one, at least one of my parents on the podcast. I don't have any siblings, so. Oh, on the podcast, not on the show. <laughs> no, yeah, on the show. <laughs> uh, You're not old enough for that. You on the episode of oh the God. show. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be fun. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> Your astonishment was a a little telling. There, I was like, your brother was on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, on the podcast. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> so let's talk about the Wemma storyline because I think that's like our main storyline, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Again, second week in a row. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, so we open with them singing, You're the world, all the world to me. I forgot that happened. Yeah, they're like in suits and the room is like rotating. Oh, yeah. where it goes upside down. Yeah. That was actually yeah. pretty cool. I liked watching that. The song actually, like, they sounded good. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Is that, like, Rotating Broom a specific reference to I think that must a movie, be the movie that the song is in? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. Okay. I didn't do the I research. No I, have sure. no, I don't know. I feel yeah. like it should be if it's not. But it was I... the cool scene. I didn't like it only because it was making me dizzy because my mind was trying to like figure it out while I was watching it. And I was like, Oh God, my head room isn't actually rotating. They're just standing on all of the different walls. Like when you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So they might've actually, I'm trying to think of like how they probably hooked the camera up to the rotating room so that it was constantly in sync oh that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah because that was the other thing it's like so my brain was trying to figure out them just being there and trying to figure out okay where are they in the room and then also trying to figure out okay how did they shoot this it was very complex they probably just rigged the camera to like a rotating room probably <laughs> yeah. they sang about new york and capri and it was all a dream. So uh, Will wakes up and he's like, the room's rotating or something. And hate him. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, he decides that 
we're gonna do the week of movies because movies help you escape and distract mm-hmm. yourself from your troubles and kitty's like like being left at the altar <laughs> that was, was the it? one time that i appreciated kitty did was it writer they went oh too soon <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah kitty kitty had a good one-liner there mm-hmm. yeah so when like how much time has passed between like when emma left him at the altar and this episode i thought sure, about it, but a week i think i literally like, soon i it's either that like it has to be because otherwise like if he let her just like not talk to her and like just didn't feel like looking for her for like more than two weeks i feel like that's a problem didn't they at mm-hmm. one point in the episode wasn't will talking with finn and or finn talking with someone else about how she's like been off the radar for three weeks or something or Oh, maybe. The number three is sticking in my head, but I don't know if it's the amount of weeks or the amount of times they went and, like to go ask her mother where she was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm going to say it's been longer than a week, though. Yeah. yeah. So Finn is like encouraging Will to go look for Emma and Will is like, you know, she doesn't want to be found. I'm not going to force myself. And I'm like, for once, he's respecting a woman's boundaries. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, um, and then so Finn, she literally had to run away from him for him to do that. Yeah. yeah it was this really interesting. Well, not interesting at all. It's kind of like a weird take on him not going after her somehow like cowardly on his part and I was like actually he's probably right and she does need her space and like I don't Mm -hmm. really think that's cowardly at all so yeah good job I guess (laughs) yeah um and then Finn and Artie are like we need to find her Finn's like I need to make this right I need to talk to Emma's parents And so they disguise themselves as like the anti-ginger bullying club. This okay, is but- such an insane plot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first, um, Finn and Artie, right? Finn clearly thinks that he is the reason Emma left. And even in the recap, the recap makes it seem like that's why Emma left. And like, I get, I guess, why they did it because they wanted... The real reason to be a shock. None of us were shocked, but I just was like, so Finn wants to do this because he thinks that he still did something wrong. And I was like, I don't, I hated that whole storyline with him having kissed Emma. And then now, and then it just like resolves itself after what it's been two episodes, three episodes. And it was just pointless. It goes yeah. nowhere. But like yeah, nothing so the, after this episode. Oh, it does <laughs> yeah. go somewhere. It there goes is okay. I, places. Okay. <laughs> but more. I don't know. Like all I know is the end of the episode. I don't know anything beyond this episode. But I can imagine that it's going to come up next episode at the very least. Yeah. I see. I see. Um. So yeah, they. So farty is what I'm going to call them. Don <laughs> like the most obvious wigs. Well, it's like they're the monkeys, like the band from like the 60s. <laughs> it is kind of. And then I'm like, then they're sitting in front of these two ginger supremacists who would know 
that like <laughs> like you're wearing a wig like they're not that dumb because literally okay i just need to skip ahead to the thing about them smelling like pennies <laughs> i so this was never something i knew until i think cullen you had brought it up like a long time ago in the podcast and that was like it blew my mind and now they're literally like, yeah, that's a true fact that gingers, gingers believe. Smell like pennies. They're literally putting like the things that people make fun of gingers about and like forcing these gingers to accept that. They're like, yes, that's true. That's true about you. Ginger supremacists, which I like to describe as spicy white supremacists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a shame. Uh, and they're, but they also point out, they're like, you kids think about college only a few weeks before you graduate. You're supposed <laughs> to have this figured out junior year. Solid point. That was so random. <laughs> it's it's the, random the, because they're poking fun at the show. Yeah, like, the show yeah. is making fun of itself. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but this was an insane plot line. Okay, because gingers don't smell like pennies, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't. Unless they're just carrying around a bunch of pennies. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> that's why I was pretty but sure. Yeah, like that's that's the other thing about glee is that like you hear them say something and then people like accept it as truth, and then you're like, wait a second, is that true? Uh, it does weird things yeah. to your brain. Pennies mm-hmm. are copper. Right. Well, yeah. they're copper plated. Well, copper plated. They used to be copper, copper, but they're copper plated now. Yeah. Um. It, but I don't think blood it's... is iron. So blood mm. smells like iron. But did you know that there are Nervous. some species on Earth that have blood that's based in copper and it actually is blue instead of red? What? Nobility. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Blue the police. <laughs> it's so weird. Like octopi. Octopi have blue blood because it's copper based. And oh, I'm yeah, like, I did know do, that octopi octopi blue do they smell like pennies? I mean, when you <gasps> cut them open. Yeah. What? We should ask like a sushi chef or something or someone who makes calamari. Or is yeah. that squid? That's squid. Who knows? Calamari is octopus too. Yeah. Is it or is it? Yeah. I can never yeah. remember. No, it's octopus. Octopi. Octopus. Something. Octopuses and octopi are both grammatically correct. I looked that up one time when I worked a night shift. But what job. about octopuses? <laughs> <laughs> octopuses. That is a feminist octopus. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. But a tangent. I, I did a report on octopi when I was in like middle school and I like graphically described octopus sex. And my mom was like, you probably want to cut that out for like the full presentation. (laughs) But I was like, I'm like, isn't this interesting? He takes the sperm and he puts it inside. Wait, was that in your, was that here? Was that in the basement? The practice session was, but there was like a meeting of homeschoolers where we would present our presentation. We all were presenting on different marine life. Okay. And you chose octopi. I love cephalopods. They're so cool. Yeah, they're so smart and they have strong emotions. And yeah, they can change their skin color. And you were obsessed with them having sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that tentacle born baby. <laughs> oh my God. No. <laughs> 
So uh, it works. They get. They say they give Finn and Artie Emma's where Emma's staying, which she's staying with her sister, which she did not previously have in previous flashbacks to Emma's childhood. Yeah, I thought she was an only oh, child. A new sister. Yeah, they kind of just made her up this episode. Oh. Yeah, because did we talk about Finn going to Sue and how she was like, I don't know what makes you think I would know this. And then she like proceeds to like berate him with all these crazy (laughs) insults. Oh, yeah. Like baby hating. Yeah. So like the easy solution would be like to have it be someone she knows, but it wouldn't make sense because then someone would kind of like betray will. So if it's someone that he doesn't know or that we don't know as an audience, I guess that makes it more like kind of inaccessible, I guess. Cause we're like, Oh, like we didn't even know this sister existed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of just felt really convenient. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yep. She's at her sister's, which they made it seem like she was just like right down the street and like that house, that is not in Lima, Ohio. That is an enormous house. That was so big. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a big house. That was all fake snow, right? That was all fake, right? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all very hallmarky. Did you yeah. see their jackets? That was so laughable. Oh, they're like, <laughs> like wide open jackets. Yeah. Like, you'd be getting like, the cold breeze in your jacket. <laughs> you'd be uh, shivering while can, holding up your freaking what's it called? Boombox. Yeah. Can you even imagine like trying to film in 90 degree weather in fake snow with a full on winter jacket? Mm-hmm. Ugh. True. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah. So Will goes to Emma and in an homage to the Jonas Brothers, what a man got to do music video. Yes, because that's where it came from. <laughs> Not the movie say anything. Uh-huh. Um, he... Oh, I thought it was high fidelity. I think you're right. Say anything. Yeah. Say anything. Yeah. Um, he raises a boombox and he has the glee club sing uh, in your eyes uh, to Emma this is like the most private moment he's having with Emma right now, besides having sex with her. And like, there are just these kids doing oohs and ahs in the background. I was like, and then he took forever to dismiss them. I was like, what are you doing? He actually does have to tell them to go. He's like, guys, go away. Imagine so like, weird. hey, mom, like coming home. Hey, mom. Hey, honey. What did you do today? I uh, joined my choir teacher who was looking after his wife who left him at the altar. And I sang back up for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, I'm so glad that we're paying dues for you to be in that club. Healthy boundaries. Yeah. The- but Hopefully then again, do not exist on Glee. But this comes oh. from a man whose best friend is his former student who is 19 years old. So he has no okay. adult friends. So Finn, um, just because I know nothing about the show, Finn graduated with the others. Yeah. And then did he try did he join the army and then fail out of the army? Yes. Yeah, he shot himself he was, in the leg or something. Yeah, he was during boot okay. awkwardly discharged, I think, officially. They yeah. About that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but and that's what now happened. he's gun safety people. Is he like working at the school now? No, no, no. He's no. an he unpaid get... volunteer. Yeah, he can't oh, be paid. 
So he just <laughs> hangs around his old school. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he just hangs out with his best friend, his former teacher. Yep. Yeah. He was like 20 years his senior. Except uh-huh. his best friend, former teacher, hasn't even been there for the last, what, three months? Yeah, at least. But that's a whole other thing. But I guess the kind of context is like he was gone for a few months doing something he thinks is important in D.C. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back literally like days before the wedding. So that's, oh. you know, when we get to why Emma's like, yeah, you came back and I had no idea who you were. I don't think that makes sense. But, you know, did they have enough time to even talk? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because they have this conversation where Emma comes out and she basically says, like, how else do you say my you came back and I have no idea who you are anymore? Yeah. Um it it doesn't like it felt like when we first saw him come back, she was literally like planning for the wedding that was happening like at the end of the week or early the next week or something. And it's like Yeah, I don't know. There's no backup for what she said. Like, we don't see any scenes with them together and him acting differently than he normally does. So just it feels like an excuse to have that she that they gave her, like why she ran away from the altar. When, in fact, there's a myriad of actual legitimate excuses. Like, you didn't help me with this wedding. It was so overwhelming. I just Mm -hmm. I didn't. That's a perfect excuse. Yeah, we see it. We don't we don't even exactly. need her to tell us like she's going to say it so she can tell him. But we know mm-hmm. like we can see. I think that's the perfect solution. That's logical. No. And yet we have to go with the illogical conclusion that nobody was looking for or even like remotely thought was going to happen because there was no evidence of that in the show previously. So, yeah, I thought she was going to throw down and be like, this is what happened. Nope. She just made something up. <laughs> so then Will is all happy and they're going to start over. They're going to go to a movie. Um, oh, yes, they can get happy. to know each other. Yeah, they're just like, getting to know each other again. Going to a movie, not a great way to get to know somebody. No, I agree. <laughs> so I, I say I this. I say this as I sit next to my boyfriend. Our first date was going to a movie but like we both recognized like oh that wasn't a good idea so we literally like went to dinner like immediately a couple days after so i know this to be a fact not a good way i feel like if you do we saw jumanji too and he hadn't even seen the first one yet (laughs) but romance If yes. you go on a movie for your first date, you have to do like movie and a dinner. So you exactly. Talk about yeah. it. But they're and like, you ta- yeah, you can talk about the movie. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, we'll we'll go see a movie. And I'm like, and then they're holding hands. I'm like, that didn't solve anything. <laughs> I, I just went to go because I've been thinking about this a lot because so many people will like go to the movies on their first date. But like, you don't get to talk to them until after the movie. The movie could be bad and then you'll like be like oh this date was ruined because this movie was bad and then right. if you have like a really like a visceral emotional reaction to the movie because i i usually go to the movies like by myself because <laughs> i know sometimes i get a little emotional 
And I don't want to like do that in front of people. <laughs> and so the idea of like go meeting someone for the very first time and then like crying my eyes out during a movie. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm like, are you done okay? that at the end of Jumanji too, just to see how he would react? <laughs> I was so beautiful. Oh my god, Danny DeVito. Through art. <laughs> Um, but the other day I saw, um, I don't know, it's this movie that just came out called Titan and it's a French film and the plot is absolutely insane. And it's like a very gory, like body horror movie in French. And I went to a matinee of it and it was me. And then these two guys who were singing it together and then another pair. And I, they were either both on a date or at least one of the pairs were on a date, I think. To go see and a it was body horror movie. A body horror French. movie. <laughs> yes, I was like. The language of love, French. The language of love, truly. Red, like blood, movies. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Passion. Passionate. Passionate. Yeah. Just like Jumanji, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jumanji 2, to be specific. <laughs> yeah, the first one, not romantic. The second no. one. Play romantic. <laughs> Is the second one. Are there three or are there just two? Uh, I think there's just two. They might be making a third one. I don't know. Okay. I couldn't remember how many they'd cranked out yet. <laughs> I think there's, isn't there three? Well, there's the original Jumanji, but I think and then that doesn't the, count. And then there's two after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, but they're I was all separate stories, so I always include the original. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So. Uh, then Finn is like, oh, like he's asking how everything went with Emma. And he's like, did she say anything about me? And he's like, why? And he's like, because I kissed her. And he's, he's like, so what? Dumb. That's, that's like the dumbest. He should have just been like, oh, no reason. <laughs> well, it was, he was, it was so broken up about it. Yeah, he had to confess to his friend, which I do think in order for them to be continue being friends, if they're best friends, you would have to tell him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that. He he probably should have done it before the wedding, and then maybe they could have, like, stopped the yeah. wedding and talked about everything, and then, like, replanned the wedding together. But, you know, that's not enough drama. Yeah, but, well, also... It would have been better if even they did do that. And then was like, no, I don't care. That's not the reason. And then she still fucking leaves. <laughs> like, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, and so he's like, I'm so sorry. She was panicking and I was calming her down. And I just kissed her, you know, like you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he made the whole woman down just kiss her. <laughs> yeah, just shut her up. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking of like customer service jobs when you get like a really upset customer and then all you just like <laughs> then it's like what the fuck <laughs> um so then Will is just like upset and walks away. Actually yeah. I felt a lot of emotions between the two actors in that scene, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be really weird and cheesy. But then I I felt like a lot of Finn's, like, self-hate and Will's yeah. disappointment 
And it was you did a really good job with that. Yeah. It it was actually interesting to watch that scene for me. Just yeah. I feel like the two of them did a good job together. See, I actually thought that like, even though I don't care for Matthew Morrison, who plays Will Schuster, just because I hate Will Schuster. But like I feel like his facial expression during that was like it was disappointment, but it kind of felt like he was almost gonna be like, it's okay, we'll figure this out. Nope. And I was kind of surprised when I was like, oh, silent treatment. And he did the like, kind of like sigh and like shaking his head as he walked by, like disappointment, disappointment with a capital D. I was like, that was pretty good. I was, I was genuinely very invested in that moment. I liked the performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Corey I, Monteith is a great actor and he really sold yeah, the scene. Yeah, for sure. I just don't know why he would because he was the one who was telling Will that he needed to like do some grand gesture and win her back. Yeah, use movie logic to win her back. And she was like, oh, that's such a good idea because it always works in real life. And so then it did work. And then he's like, "Okay, now that you fixed everything, let me tell you, I kissed her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's never been really known for thinking ahead. No, not at all. I mean, that's why he kissed Emma. He wasn't thinking <laughs> at all. He wasn't thinking about his best friend. Uh, so yeah. that's basically like the Wemma arc. Yeah, Emma's excuse makes no sense. And I agree with Alyssa. It just, we saw what was happening. And, you know, yeah, yeah. he chose to do that. They both chose to go those separate paths for those few months. But like he left her to plan a wedding by herself and she was stressed out and he (laughs) clearly didn't seem like he wanted to help. He literally said like, uh, was like, how's my busy little bride or something really condescending. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like we can see it. Emma, just tell us blink twice. Mm -hmm. If you're in danger. That makes me think of that vine with the dog. Like, blink once if you're Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. God. (laughs) (laughs) We love a good vine reference here on Glee Boo. I laugh, but I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll send you some more vine compilations. Thank you. To educate. Yeah, education. (laughs) Uh, so there's this isn't really a plot but it's something that happens is they sing a bunch of movie songs it's not really connected to any plot so apparently it was the mash-off and yeah. i was like i must have missed that because all of a sudden it was like oh yeah it's girls versus boys you're doing mashups and i was like what that was uh, never explained in the assignment it was you're doing movies there's yep. gonna be teams that's all mm-hmm. i got from it Thanks. And you're competing to be an Artie's short film. Yes. Yeah. Artie. Not even breadsticks. A micro budget film, actually. It's not a short yeah. film. It's a micro budget film. So which like, I was confused because like if it's girls versus boys and the winner gets to be in his film, his film <laughs> is either gonna be an all-girls film or an all-boys film. Yeah. Like, theoretically. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that because I literally totally forgot that it was about Artie's film. I think it was such a like a throwaway plot to be like, 
it's a competition. Um, you have to do a mashup and it's girls versus boys. There was like one line. And then I also forgot like halfway through the episode. Yeah. That that was the point of why they were singing these songs. And also like, who cares about Artie's film? Yeah, why is that a problem? Did, didn't he direct that horrible Christmas special? He's like yes. the, the... I can't think of the word director. Bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the word. Bad uh, is, you know, a word. Not the one I was thinking of, but... Amateur. I want to say, like... Is no, he like, is this know, already like, an auteur already? It's the one like you have the group of people and they all have specific roles, and he's it's the director. The designated donkey. We're getting closer, but it's like this weird term where it's like something about coins. <laughs> I love this game. Okay. Something about coins. <laughs> is, he, is he like a self-appointed director that rhymes with coin? It does. No, I don't know, you guys. I want to say like it's like the same sort of thing as a dime a dozen, but it's for a specific person. <laughs> Well, Artie is not a dime. I love this. Let's keep going. No. Okay. (laughs) If any of our listeners out there know what I'm thinking, please let us know. Five weeks from now, you'll get your answer. Director, or is it just a word? Are you thinking of an adjective? (laughs) I feel like it's an adjective. It has nothing to do with him being a director. It has to do with him being like a specific person that is stereotyped into a this role okay okay adjective director i think i i know what you're talking about but i don't know the word that i'm thinking of so okay neither do i we're on the same page we are (laughs) i love this this is great this is guessing game corner (laughs) it's gonna drive me crazy uh (laughs) So, so this is what the espresso and alcohol is doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> Making me very giggly. And, you know, taking away my vocabulary. <laughs> so uh, there, Joe and Sugar are there. They're back. Yeah. I literally wrote Sugar's back. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> um, she has like the best line in this whole movie or movie what did show. She say? She says, <laughs> she says, we should do the artists so we don't have to sing. <laughs> In a Glee I wrote club. it down. I loved it. I wrote that same line down. I loved it. It's yeah. so good. So there's a couple weird one-liners or like one-off segments for a bunch of the kids. Um, Unique mentioned something about the movie The Crying Game. I don't know if anyone's aware of this movie. Anybody oh. heard of it? But I okay, don't know what so it it's is. a crying game. I don't. I'm pretty sure there there are like some. Uh, I think the one character does sing a song because I think they're a performer. But basically, so it's a movie that had to do with the Irish Republican Army. So like this is I think the 80s that mm-hmm. it, the movie took place, and 
there was a character who turned out to be transgender. It was this big reveal because you end up seeing this person's penis on screen. And so I'm like, this is a really (laughs) deep, deep dig for Glee. And then also for Unique. I was like, why... (laughs) Why is this person watching that movie? It's not for children. But anyway, that was that. Um, Someone else, I don't know if it was, if Sugar was, Sugar was the one who said the artist line. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was her also later in the episode um, who was like, oh, I hope they do like some movie. And then Howard the Duck. Oh, which I also thought was like, (laughs) was that super? Or was that Britney? But he was, yes, I remember, I don't remember what the first thing was, but then I heard the yeah. Howard the Duck and I was like, what? Oh God. I was like, she's seen Howard the Duck? <laughs> yeah, that's also not for children. It may uh, look like it's for children. Um, also, can we just quickly talk about Sam's Nicolas Cage impressions? So good. <laughs> I thought it was actually good. And Kitty's like, that's the worst impression. I was like, Kitty, you shut up. That was Somebody great. else was like, Have no, you even, do you even know Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I thought actually thought that person says I don't know who Nicolas Cage is, so I'm glad that you got that impression instead. Because <laughs> I was like, how do you not know who Nicolas Cage is? National Treasure? Anybody? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Sugar's back. We should do the artist so we don't have to sing. So good. So they're gonna sing movie songs and. If you got a bunch of 90s kids, like these are supposed to be, in a room and told them to sing movie songs, you'd get some Aladdin, you'd get some Lion King, you'd get some Little Mermaid. Well, so if they're sophomores in 2013, would they be like 1998, probably? So like barely 80s or 90s kids, right? But yeah, they, but they would grew have grown up, up. The DVDs. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking. I was like, okay, like, but they do a lot of classic rock. Yeah. But it, but those are typically. Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say they're typically because like the theme is supposed to be about classic rock, but I guess maybe that's not true. I don't know. I am also baffled as to how they chose these because, like, okay, what's another option they would have done besides Disney? Like, I can't. Okay, so, oh no, because that's a 90s movie. Maybe like, Titanic. Oh yeah, Titanic. I was thinking Titanic, Armageddon. Titanic? Yeah. You're here. Oh. <laughs> and I know. You think it like okay. That they have yeah. to be musicals, but they're not. They're just it's no. Just, they don't, and that's they don't have to be musicals. Yeah, it's just point is that it's supposed to be like from movies, favorite and so, songs and from you your favorite movies. I can guarantee. I didn't even see, see Top Gun until I was in. I was like twenty when I saw mm-hmm. Top Gun. They're singing a oh, song really? from Top Gun. Yeah, like, I, I knew, knew the song. Top Gun and Ghost, like I watched those when I was real young because my mom watched them with me. Yeah, like I feel like I had seen parts of Top Gun because my dad would watch it, but I never Mm -hmm. sat down and watched it. And I didn't ever connect those two songs until I was in like college because I was like, oh, I get it. Um, 
I guess Footloose, when we get to that at the end, that makes mm. sense. That makes I remember seeing Footloose. Yeah. yeah. Footloose. I could see even like Johnny be good from Back to the Future because that's a movie you would show kids. Right. That would be really good. But that's the thing. Is like, I'm like, what more recently would could they have done? Like, They could have done some of the chanting what? from Avatar. because i think it used to be very popular for artists to do a song that would be a feature song for a film i don't think Mm -hmm. that's done so much like it's done like for disney disney will do like an artist will do a cover of one of the songs Mm -hmm. i know i just it's more it's more of a thing to do songs credits now not during the movie exactly so that's why i'm like i can't even think of anything so i guess i guess they do have to pick 80s and 80s movies because yeah and there's not even like a lot of classics these days like you know you can there's a lot of movies that you're like oh it's a classic everyone knows it but there's so much media these days yeah that there's just not classics anymore if you I did mean, the Glee boot, they would be singing songs from like Tangled, Frozen, and they'd be singing uh, the Justin Timberlake song from the Trolls movie. Oh, well, God, this yeah. is one of the big differences, okay? They couldn't do Disney because Disney didn't own Glee at that time. And now they do. Now, now they, they do. do. Disney's Glee. We haven't mentioned that in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, so technically you are on a Disney movie. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> god (laughs) Uh, yeah so i guess like it does make sense then now that we talk about it but it was baffling in the moment i was like what also so tom cruise i don't know if i've ever expressed this to any of you casey this will be your first time hearing this for sure i Uh hate tom cruise with a passion Mm -hmm. And you know why? <laughs> well, one, he's a Scientologist. And, yes. you know, well, I'm not going to go into that. Two. Canceled by the Church of Scientology. He, uh, <laughs> probably worse than that. Two. He's just like notoriously kind of just seems like a shithead. Three. He has a tooth in the middle of his face and it bugs me. <laughs> Alyssa, you know this? Yep. Cullen, do you know this? No. I, I promise I won't send you a picture because normally I do. <laughs> But his teeth are shifted so much no. that his front tooth is right here. Yep. No. Yes. Google it. <laughs> it's real. I it's a real thing. But I think this is one of the things, like, why people find him so attractive, but they don't know why, is because <gasps> he's so symmetrical, except for that one spot, which makes him mm. slightly off kilter. Interesting. And Ooh. I think people find that attractive. I also know that his teeth so he was in movies in like the early 80s his teeth were all jacked up Mm -hmm. and then he got them fixed probably thanks to the church of scientology but they couldn't like move them over i don't know orthodontia wasn't that great back then that's probably true but i just it still bothers me to this day so yeah i was not happy with them being like oh yeah we love tom cruise i'm like Pick a better role model, please. Yeah. So, but the mashup was kind of cute. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cute. So we'll, Where did they oh, get these costumes? Great question. Where did they get the costumes? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, so they I... They never explain. I, 
I saw it, like figured out Top Gun. What's the other one? Um, uh, the one we did in the scene. Uh, we did, we talked about it in Scott's class, our first semester of grad school. I can never remember what the movie's called. Uh, Risky Business. Yes, Risky Business. Oh, were we supposed to watch that? No. Okay. No, I think he. We just talked. Or wait, were he we? Just we might have we been. weren't supposed to watch it, but we okay. talked about it. I don't think sure. I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's the one where he's so he's like, um, you see like a living room. Also, it's from um, that same uh, Jonas Brothers music video. Um, what a man gotta do. Where, yeah, yeah. So basically, like you slide <laughs> in with like the white shirt and the whitey tighties, and he starts singing that song. Do you know that scene? It's referenced a lot. Yeah, in pop it's culture even in like pizza commercials. And yeah. Like, yeah. I realize like that children scene is referenced, but I've never seen the scenes. Right. So like. Mm. But these chi- these are children running around in their underwear in the middle of the school day. To be honest, I was a little bit happy that we were seeing the boys' legs instead of the girls' legs this time. True. It Still was, it was not nice dress code change. dress code appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> Before yeah, we get and actually, good. They do sing shout. Oh, I forgot about that. It was horrible yeah. in the school. Yeah, Blaine and Brittany are like, we need to team up and do a mashup together. And Tina's like, we should sing a song with the river run from Working Girl, which made me think of Work Hard or Die Trying Girl, the best episode of Bob's Burgers. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but they sing shout it basically it just happens like <laughs> it's just a yeah, song because they say we should team up but they're not even talking about for the actual like mashup competition they're just talking about like right here right now yeah they're like let's, let's do something and together and i'm like you have the rest of the semester to sing together yeah like you have a competition coming up are you practicing for it no wow shocker but so they do that and then at the end so it happens, whatever. It's not very good. But then Artie's like, you do know that's not a mashup. And I was like, it was supposed to be a mashup? <laughs> so that was deeply disturbing that they could even put in that effort. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, we get the, then we get the boys mashup where they're singing around in the, singing in their underwear. And it is refreshing that it is the boys and not the girls because the girls <laughs> have been in some weird situations. Um, yeah. But it's the, the choreography is really cute. Um, and they seem to like be having a lot of fun, which is, I guess, the point of the competition, um, because clearly they're not competing practicing. for anything worthwhile or practicing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a mashup of old time rock and roll and danger sound. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. Made me and- want to watch Top Gun can't say that that's the effect it had on me <laughs> it made me think a lot about that crooked tooth situation but it made hannah jump on a couch and talk about how much she loves her partner <laughs> oh and, and they're Oprah not even together there. anymore yikes um and oprah doesn't have a show so yeah all things change all things pass <laughs> including glee yet we're still here talking about it um and so the girls do a performance a, it's barely a mashup yeah yeah like well and it's not an original mashup it's the exact same 
like medley that's in Moulin Rouge. Oh, is it? Avatar Girl's Best Friend and Material Girl. It's the exact same arrangement. See, I didn't realize they, I didn't know that. I only knew I the one even, from Moulin Rouge. From Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I, cause I, um, cause they did Come What May from yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And then yeah. I guess they were like, oh, what if we just like keep this Moulin Rouge thing going? And they do the same That's mashup. That's so from, funny. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's so lazy. Like, I mean, I guess it's technically a mashup, but it's not unique. It's Moulin Rouge is mostly like it, it's like a jukebox musical, so it's like mostly songs that already exist. Yeah, but like mashed up together. I don't know. It did feel lazy to me, but yeah, I love that song because Glee itself like, is a jukebox musical. But like when they do mashups, they're unique. Yeah, but this was this was. It's the exact same mashup. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a reference to the 2021 Camilla Cabello Cinderella where Adina Menzel <laughs> sings Material Girl. Does I she still really? haven't seen it. Oh my God. She does. It. Uh, it's actually, Adina Menzel is actually, her and Minnie Driver are like the best parts of that movie. <laughs> um, so is Idina Menzel the evil stepmother? Yeah. Makes sense. Ooh. Checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has an original song and she sings Material Girl as well. Interesting to watch it. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, so the girls sing Diamonds Are Girls' Best Friend slash Material Girl, mm-hmm. and then the Mr. Shu decides that they all win. <laughs> and then someone, so I don't even know who it was, they're like, Why do you always do this? It was Blaine. <laughs> He's like, Why do you always do this? And Tina is like, What? It's <laughs> so great. <laughs> And Wait, like, do they? Does he do that every time? I guess maybe. He, yeah, he like does who, a lot of like you're all winners, you're all special. Oh. Yeah. Well, there is a sign in the hallway that you see a couple times the episode that says "We're number one." So <laughs> that that maybe that fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, they all get to be in Artie's movie. Um, yeah okay so here's why because he's like oh i realized that i needed a lot more bodies i'm like it's a micro budget film like it's like, gonna it's be two seconds long right but it's gonna be like two seconds long you're not gonna feature everybody just pick people you can do micro budget and have it be a long film as long as nobody cares about getting paid yeah well, I guess it's going to be all these the, children. Yep. Why is he making like the prize getting the chance to be in his film when he needs, like he needs them to be in his movie? Yeah. yeah. Like That's a good point. Them, <laughs> that sounds like a con man like, thing. Yeah. He's like, you get the chance to be in my movie. Everyone wants to be in my movie, but y'all get to be in my movie. <laughs> JK, I need you to be yeah, in I my movie. Yeah, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. And then they all sing Footloose. Again, cute. Annoying. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, I, yeah, if you thought it was annoying, totally. I mean, I got to sing along to it. So that, mm-hmm. you know, that works for me. But uh, what what did you find annoying about it? I'm curious. It was it was cute. I was just like, well, of course, this is a movie yeah. song yeah. performance. It's like one of seven <laughs> options, I guess, that they had. Yeah. They the very always, beginning, 
Oh, sorry. They always play Footloose at like weddings and dances and stuff. And it's actually a very hard song to dance to. Yeah, it's I fast. love dancing to Footloose. It's fun. It's fast. Yeah, it is. It's fast. like the same as. Uh, Please don't make like us guess something again. Or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the phone for old people? That was uh, a great joke. Oh my gosh. What? You guys don't know the jitterbug phone? No. no. Cullen, help me out. What is a jitterbug phone? <laughs> Am I that old? Oh is my it one of those like you can only call like 911 or like one person? I actually don't know, but it's like uh, <laughs> consumer cellular. Anybody know about this? No? Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Jitterbug flip two best big button flip phone for seniors. <laughs> oh. I love these things. I'm probably gonna have one of these one day. Put it in the chat. Um, I've been my parent. I've been home with my parents, and they've been watching a lot of Fox News. And so uh, you're gonna see Consumer Cellular, Jitterbug, yes. Life Alert. Um, my favorite ad though was for if you get canceled <laughs> online, how to defend yourself. <gasps> No. Oh, Cullen, we need oh to talk God. about this. What? Oh, wait, what do you do? You yeah. call like defendmyonlinereputation.com or something. It's like my reputation was destroyed online. It's destroyed my business, my career. Because I posted something racist. <laughs> because I'm a terrible person. Like, I just love Just like it. your average person watching Fox News? Are they trying to target like celebrities it was just your average person watching fox news probably your average republican business owner who is uber conservative and super racist online and and no one's having any of their stuff probably older yeah Mm -hmm. or i don't know younger because you never know yeah but if you're younger you're gonna realize that that commercial is just like money grubbing like you're not gonna be able i don't know yourself up from that people our age are dumb I yeah, will say, but people our age also don't watch Fox News. On, uh, they do, on, but on like with commercials, like on the TV. Where That's that probably true. That's watch people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they're watching clips of Sean Hannity on on YouTube. I will say mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson's laugh is the most unsettling thing I've ever witnessed. I've never heard it. I've only heard him screaming and be like, "Ma ma ma ma." That's so my Tucker annoying. Carlson impression. My dad calls it the yelling channel. He watches it, but that's what he calls it. Confusing. <laughs> at, least he's, at least he's self-aware. Yeah. A little. <laughs> but I mean, uh, they have to yell because it's a lot of old people watching. <laughs> Yay! I got an old person joke in there. And I feel bad because old people don't deserve that. Some of them. Just the ones, I don't know. The ones watching Fox News maybe, maybe too deserve <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Guys, so they. You yeah. remember that word that I couldn't think of? I still yeah. can't think of it, but I think it incorporates oh. penny. <laughs> that doesn't help. That makes it worse. Penny. You penny literally penny filmmaker. Penny director. <laughs> penny something director. Penny dreadful. <laughs> penny. He is a penny dreadful director. <laughs> That was a horror movie, that Christmas special. <laughs> um, so 
I remember hearing about, apparently, I think it was during this number chord, like kicked Jenna Ushkowitz, Tina in the face when they were practicing. Wait, um, what? For the Footloose thing? Yeah. I could, I can imagine that. Or like kicked him, kick someone in the shin. I was expecting yeah. that to happen. Uh, maybe it was the shin, but he definitely kicked somebody. Uh, so Maybe I should not have found this hilarious as I did, but at the beginning of the song when they were going between the shoes and them like clapping their toes together and then they showed Artie clapping the shoes together with his hands. I just was oh. like, oh. <laughs> well, there what? was a weird continuity thing way <laughs> earlier in the Wemma storyline we're like when Finn comes to Artie, Artie like crosses his legs, but he he's like he's already crossing his legs before he grabs his leg. So there was like a weird continuity issue there with the actor. Uh, yeah. I love continuity issues where the editor and the director are like, well, we can't do anything about it. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best shot we got. Yeah. Yeah. Um so they sing Footloose and it's interesting because Jake seems super depressed during this number, which ties into our next storyline, our I favorite not... love triangle. I actually yes. didn't even notice that he was feeling depressed. Because it would this. cut to him and right because they it cut to people in pairs on like the the stage rafters, thing. The yeah. rafters, whatever, and they'd be dancing and Ryder was like doing all these moves and Jake was just like standing there. Yeah, oh, it was cool. weird. Yeah, um, I didn't put that together. <laughs> And then Marley and Ryder dance nearby, and then Jake looks at them, like, sadly. Yeah, so our favorite love triangle, Jarly versus Miter. Miter? Okay. Miter's nice. Rarly. I almost said Jider, which is the Jake Ryder ship. Well, I mean, they're hurting for each other, too. Yeah. Um... And then so Marley tells Kitty oh, that Ryder kissed her. And okay, yeah. She's like, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, and why would you tell Kitty? She no, Kitty what? crosses her fingers. I'm like, girl, we already can't trust you. You don't have to cross your fingers. We know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why aren't you friends with Unique? Wouldn't you tell Unique or Brittany or T or literally any warm body before Kitty who gave <laughs> yeah. you an eating disorder? Who is cold-blooded? <laughs> But then they take all of, like, the stress out of this, like, there's no drama at the end of this yes. episode about that situation. Because yeah. then after Jake is all like, I have a confession about Valentine's Day. Um, it was all Ryder's idea, but this is something I came up with myself. We're going to sing a duet, your favorite duet from your favorite movie, Unchained Melody from Ghost. Okay, but first she favorite says... romance. Oh, And she yes, says yes. The Hunger Games, and I went, girl, that is not favorite a romance. Favorite romance? <laughs> that is a horror it's movie. Romance. No. <laughs> Actually, I do love Ghost. It is one of my guilty pleasure romance movies. And I love that song. And I Fun love that fact, scene. So my first Valentine's Day with Lyle, we actually went to go see Ghost at like a local like dinner theater place. So it was cute. It was my first time seeing uh -huh. the movie all the way through. It's pretty action packed. I didn't yeah, expect it that. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good movie. 
Yeah, so they don't sing uh, Keep Your Eyes Open or Safe and Sound from Hunger Games. <laughs> or the um, the weird lullaby that she sings to Rue. <laughs> yeah. The one about the hanging tree. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, they don't sing it. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Lionsgate um, was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, but they sing Unchained Melody, but she sometimes imagines Ryder singing it to her. So she's she, like, torn. totally dissociates. She's like outside of her body <laughs> she, watching this. Yeah, she's like, she's Patrick Swayze and Ghost watching these things happen. It was very strange, actually. I was like, this is super cute and I'm really into it because I love Ghost and I love everything about this scene. Mm-hmm. And then I was actually like rooting for she and Jake at that moment and then Ryder mm. interrupts just like he interrupted her and you know what <laughs> I was not into it after that yeah and he like she like imagines them kissing and it's mm. like a lot like she's she's dissociating and like imagining at the same time while like bumping foreheads and noses with Jake I was like what an imagination and then also having to do the the clay the potter, yeah yeah he's good at multitasking he's <laughs> very good at multitasking yeah so then jake she tells jake she's like i knew it was Ryder, and then he kissed me and i let him kiss me which that's not what it seemed like in the actual scene no mm-hmm. that it no it, it seemed like she was like very Ryder taken aback and she was like yeah. what yeah um, because like her so just because someone like doesn't push you away doesn't necessarily mean they're letting you kiss them they're probably in shock if they weren't expecting it so it's like like, i feel like this is just one of those times where this show is like oh it's all the girl's fault again oh yeah 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 because she's yeah because it's not like yeah, no, they are. They're really blaming her, even yeah. though like he's the one who initiated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Glee. Yeah, because God I, damn it! I remember one time I was. This is kind of a downer, but I was like kind of sexually assaulted, and this person was like, "Well, you didn't." I was like, "Hey," and they were like, "Well, you didn't push away right away," and I'm like, "I pushed away a couple seconds later." Yeah. Um, There's like a shock at first. Yeah. yeah. You're like, Wait, what's happening to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, so like, I definitely side with Marley in that like sh- this is not her fault. Like Ryder just yeah. kissed her, and she, mean, she's in the it's the middle of the hallway. What's she gonna do? I mean, she has every right to scream and be like, "Get off me!" But yeah. someone who's shy like Marley isn't gonna do that. Yeah, because like I mean, it could be it could be more complex when they're just like, "Oh, she's blaming herself," but we know Glee. Glee is blaming her for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Unfortunately. Yeah, so then Jake is then upset Jake's and he walks away walks and she's like, don't leave. And then she's crying and you can see the actress is like, don't, I want to put my hands on my face, because but there's but mud on my hands, so I can't. Yeah. So she like puts them close and then is like, she's oh. like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. But I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So that's really where the love triangle storyline ends. Yeah, it's um I didn't really care. 
I loved it. She thought the Hunger Games was a romance. <laughs> That's I what I got out of so it. Funny. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I remember being really pissed off about the Hunger Games and like the love triangle that was in that book series. Yeah, oh, I I was unhappy. So. I- Okay. BYU, they now have their own group, but there was a great on Studio C. There was like a team of comedians. They're like the BYU comedians, and they did a, they did three skits that were like Hunger Games the musical, and it was like Katniss, Peeta, and Gail all had a song, and Katniss' oh song is she's like District Twelve is in ruins, like all my friends are refugees. But then she's like, now my greatest question is who's gonna be my husband? And then she's like, Gail <laughs> or Peeta? I'm seventeen, not getting any younger, like. That's so funny. <laughs> like, I oh need God. to pick and I can't wait till the end of the revolution. <laughs> and he just like, Mormons. <laughs> Hilarious. No, so um I actually had like a hankering for some reason to watch the second movie. And so I just recently watched that. Um okay. it, it's I mostly was like, oh, I remember like going to see this in the theaters kind of thing. Not mm-hmm. so much like, oh, this is a good movie. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that was the one with Finnick, right? Yeah. That's when they that's Finnick's first. It was it was fine. Oh. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Anytime, anytime Gail shows his face, I was like, come on. Like, you could do better. Oh. Oh, Gail, remember when you told Miley Cyrus to behave yourself at a red carpet event? <laughs> was this before or after they decided they didn't want to be married? And then they got married and they got divorced. That was so messy. <laughs> so messy. I just know the song Malibu is about him where she says, never got bloating, boating, don't know how they be floating. And sometimes I'm so scared of what I don't understand. And I'm like, boats? You don't understand boats, Miley? <laughs> I don't understand boats. Fuck. They float somehow. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's so let's go to New York. So we have the New York stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to New York. Welcome to, to New York. York. Which will be welcome. covered in the glee boat. It's a T-Swift reference for you. Yeah, they don't do nearly enough Taylor Swift. And then I was like, oh, like maybe she really wasn't like that big of a thing until like I was in college, which would have been she like was that big though. At least in high school, think? I remember her being that big. Yeah, she was big. Hmm. Was she think, too well, country like then? A, yeah, maybe. And I think she was still. It was still kind of the thing where like if you liked Taylor Swift, it was like people made fun of you or something. Basic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't. She was big, but I don't know if she was necessarily like cool. Because she was like a woman. Yeah. And like and music. <laughs> and she won over Beyonce. And Kanye had every right to interrupt her during her speech. <laughs> yeah. Kanye. <laughs> you know that beef. Um, so uh there's just a random fantasy sequence. Uh, well, they're going to watch a bunch of movies because they're snowed in. Brody's mm-hmm. working. Adam is there. Adam from the Adam's Apples. Santana's there. And so they're going to watch a bunch of movies um, with Kurt and Rachel. <laughs> yeah, we discover that Santana's living there rent free. Yeah. And I was like, her mom gave her a shitload of cash. Have her help out. Yeah, she just moved there a couple episodes ago. 
Okay. Yeah. I but actually have no idea how long intro that actually is, but mm-hmm. it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. She's living there rent free. She picked out a bunch of movies all about pregnancy from their DVD collection. <laughs> And Rachel's like, I don't want to watch any of those movies. And, but doesn't she say, like, she starts talking to Kurt, like, yeah, Rachel's really, like, gotten fat. And she's basically, yes, like, saying, like, but- she's got a bun in the oven. Like, she quite literally says it. And, like, Kurt is just, like, yeah, nothing. Nothing. He's like, she's bloating like a pumpkin or something like that. And it's not just yeah. the orange spray tan. Yeah. And uh, she keeps calling Brody, like, a mannequin or made out of plastic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And how hairless he is. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Santana and I, we on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Santana clocks him so good. It's it's terrific. Um, And Kurt's like, how about we watch Moulin Rouge? And then we get the fantasy sequence of Kurt and Blaine singing Come What May. So good. Um, it's I definitely like... I liked it. I didn't love it, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, that was interesting because Adam was there. Yeah. Kurt's fantasizing about Blaine. Yeah. So, okay. So first, I do not like Moulin Rouge. I've never really? gotten through the whole movie. I just, I I'm can't. surprised. I know. Mm-hmm. People always say that. I yes. just, I couldn't get through it. I don't know why. Maybe okay. I'm just not a fan of Ewan McGregor singing. I don't know. That's uh, the best part. <laughs> but it's such a good singing voice. <laughs> so that's the first thing. The okay. second thing is like, I actually thought because I was like, oh, this is a song from a movie. It's mm-hmm. Blaine. I was like, oh, this is his performance. Like maybe he's practicing or something for the competition because at that point I had missed that they were doing groups. And then Kurt's there. Well, first I was like, what is this production design? Like, Blaine, come on. Like, where'd you get all those props? And then mm. Kurt's there. I was like, huh, now this is interesting. I was like, oh, this is not real. So it took me yeah. a little while. It was yeah. confusing. It was a little confusing. Um, like, I got it when they were both there, but I don't remember yeah. why it started with Blaine. Good question. Okay. Was he singing There's... the Ewan McGregor part or yeah, because he was singing because Kurt was singing. I actually the... don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Kurt was probably singing the Nicole Kidman part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um because this one was really confusing because of there's like I think the word is diegetic. Yeah. It's like music that's mm-hmm. part of like the performances that they were doing yeah. where it was like yeah. oh they're like performing these mm-hmm. so then this one was kind of weird because it was like they're still doing a movie song they're still like yeah adhering to like the theme but this is just like happening inside of Kurt's head exactly yeah like that's why I was it it's took a me a weird. little while to get what was happening and then Kurt was there I was like oh okay and then <laughs> and then it goes to like that's the end of the song. And they're all just like sitting on the couch, except for Santana's on like the chair or whatever. And they like the other two have their heads on Kurt's shoulder and he's just like near just weeping. And mm. I was just like, 
I, how could they not tell that he was crying? Because then he goes in this whole big charade of like, no, it's just my contacts. And everyone's like, oh, I didn't know you had contacts. Like, here, I have some contact solution. And I'm like. Hey, listen, when I cry at movies, I always make sure nobody knows. I, but like for Kurt, like he's got some people literally (laughs) cuddling next to him. Like, there's no way. And I don't know why he couldn't have just said, oh, this movie made me cry because it's sad. It is a sad yeah. movie, yeah. yeah. It's a sad movie. And the, and the song is really pretty. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can play it off like that. You don't have to do a whole contact No thing. one understands excuses. Was this excuses. before or after <laughs> Santana was just like, where she said, oh, you're crying because you used to sing this with Blaine? It's concurrent. Yeah, because that's like, what it happens. I really just crying because it's a sad movie. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. better excuse than context. Because earlier yeah. she brings up, "Oh, didn't you hook up with Blaine at Mister Shoe's wedding?" And Kurt's like, "Shush," proving that he is lying to Adam. But um, doesn't Adam hear that? Yeah, he and does. Adam just ignores He's actually it. super right chill about the whole situation. But I also don't know how Very serious weird. their relationship is. Like, they have great question. Yeah, because yeah. then she's like, where are you from? And he's like, have you heard of Essex? And Santana's like, no. Never no. <laughs> just, just not even engaging with him. But she's not super making fun of him either. Like, no. she just doesn't even really, like, pay attention to him. Which mm-hmm. I think he should take as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> and then she is like, Kurt, didn't you sing this with Blaine? Didn't you used to say singing this song was a more intimate act than sex? Having sex. <laughs> uh... That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Santana's so- like, she's calling bullshit because she's like, these two people who I used to know are being such fakers. And she's just like prodding at all their buttons. I was like, I'm here for this. Um, and th- so then uh, she's like, let's pause the movie. I need to say something. Brody is a shady character. Look what I found in his drawer. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, I went through all the drawers and loose crannies in this apartment. It's a thing that I do. And then it's and like, like a 20-second montage of her going through their house. I love it. It was a long it's montage. Like, this is great. Everywhere. Like, couldn't they have noticed? Like, she was not going to clean that up. She was going to leave everything just as, as she left it. Well, the fact that they didn't know until that moment, I was like, wow, did she put everything back away? <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that she did. And then then, she's like, what do you mean? I just moved in. You can't expect that I'm just going to move in and then look through all your shit. Like, She's like, yeah, it's a thing that I do. She's like, (laughs) I love how you guys pretend to be all accepting or whatever. Then when your friend who you haven't seen moves back in and goes through all your stuff, suddenly you're offended. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's terrific in this moment. But then like. She's like, I found a wad of cash and a pager. $1,200 $1,200 and a pager. Yeah. And so then her her announcement of who she thinks Brody is shocks me because I didn't think of that. Drug dealer. Drug dealer. Yeah, I was like, things huh. together. I was like, wait. I guess that, that makes sense. Okay. I, I guess I didn't been. realize drug dealers had pagers yeah. even in 2013. I thought that was such like a very early 2000s yeah. thing. I mean, pagers are hard, harder to track, right? I guess. Yeah. So. I honestly don't know how pagers work. So. 
Don't know. Never had one. Probably will never have one. But this, like, she finds this out and, like, shocks everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so many people, especially in New York, so many people are drug dealers. Maybe he's just, like, selling weed. Yeah. Yeah. It could be something very chill and casual. Yeah. They, yeah. I guess that's 2013. I feel I guess like he's not actually a drug dealer. I feel like the show is still like waiting and gonna yes. like spoil what it is. Do something. Yeah, like do something yeah, that something we never big. thought of. But, but I don't know what it is. He's still super <laughs> sketchy to me. Yeah. Either I, way. <laughs> I think that like this like combination of things it's kind of like the moment in like a like an after school special where like a kid pulls out a cigarette and is like, do you want to smoke? Like everything kind of like stops and everyone's like super shocked and like, oh my God, drugs. <laughs> and it's just like, you guys have done worse. This is Glee. Yeah, it did seem like that. <laughs> it felt very after school special. I'm like, also you guys live in New York. Like you've probably seen someone do crack off of another person's butt crack yes, in the street. Exactly. So like... Don't be shocked. Especially, especially on Glee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Rachel that- did send Sunshine Corazon <laughs> to a crack house. Yes. In the what, it, second season, beginning of the second season? Yep. First episode. Yep. Oh, my God. It's not like we've never talked about drugs before. Yeah, so like cool. drugs in Lima. So, yeah, it just felt very strange. Like, the thing that shocked me was that she went to drug dealer and I immediately thought that, like, he's, like, hooking for cash. And so, like, when they were like, oh, drug dealer, I was like, huh, I did not put that option together, but I guess that is an option. You know what I think of immediately when they show a pager? Doctors. Doctor. Yes. Yeah. So now I'm like, is Brody masquerading around at night as, as like, a surgeon and he never, and, like, and people pay him cash to do illegal surgeries what underground surgeries yeah fascinating i mean that does happen it'll be too complex for glee i feel like still (laughs) that's too interesting yeah i like this this is okay that's another viable option i like it they uh do an operation theme number singing carly ray jepson's your heart is a muscle yes Yes, uh, that Birdie's smashed up with the monster mash. His real aspiration is to become a surgeon, but it goes way back in the family that they're all performers. So he didn't want to disappoint the family legacy and become that, a surgeon. That is, oh, now that is a great idea for a movie. Love it. Um, so... So, yeah, Santana's like, Brody is shady. And so Rachel's like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm calling Brody. And Brody's like, hey, Rachel. And she's like, yeah, we're just watching movies. And he's like, yeah, that's great. I'm with a friend. I have to go. And, and Santana's over there mimicking, like, doing a line off of her nose <laughs> or off of her hand. Uh, yeah. And so oh Kurt's like, I agree with you. Yeah, he's a drug dealer. <laughs> Kurt's just mad Brody's probably living there rent free. Well, the other thing that made me laugh was the the second that like I think this is like earlier when they were talking at first and Santana's like I need to talk about Brody and Rachel's like oh and Kurt's like go on yeah. <laughs> Kurt's like please <laughs> t- tell me uh 
so then uh, after the sn- their snow day and we have a scene with Kurt practicing his dancing and Adam comes, walks in like it, Adam lurking while Kurt dances is a theme in their relationship. Yes. Um, yeah. Lots and, of lurking. And he's like, were you thinking about Blaine? And Kurt's like, you know, if I'm being honest, I was, and I want to be over him, but I'm, I'm still struggling there. And Adam has kind of a surprising reaction where he's like, well, let's go, let's go to the movies. Let's watch the sappiest love story we can find and make our own romantic memories. Yeah, and Kurt looks very not interested. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he wants to be doing that. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. It's a a bummer. Um, Poor Adam. Really quick, though, going back to when Rachel's calling Brody, she is surrounded by thousands of vegetables. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> She's cutting <laughs> vegetables and there's a ton of fresh vegetables. I was like, how are you affording that? Uh, in New York. They're all going to rot before you can cook them all. What the hell? <laughs> I was I was stunned. Just so many. And they're all over the counters. And ugh. they're going to get rats. Just like they're going to have rats. They're going to have flies. God. Ugh. anyway but yeah so like so that's what is confusing because we talked just a bit earlier about like okay well what is their actual relationship status are they serious casual if they're casual him having hooked up with blaine wouldn't matter but mm-hmm. like there's no reaction to that and it's just like oh you were thinking about him a lot less uh like shady i guess in terms of like relationship stuff to like Mm -hmm. think about someone as opposed to like hooking up with that person yeah yeah well adam actually asks if he was the rebound and i was like yeah yes Um, well (laughs) i mean think about the timing yes (laughs) and he's like no no of course not and it seemed like kurt genuinely meant that like no but he just he doesn't seem very into him like adam seems more into him than curtis than adam or adam mm-hmm. yeah the level of feelings there is um not mutual i would say yeah not equal for sure i feel like casey feels bad for adam because he seems like a great guy in this episode oh but we saw him sing a cover of i like big butts i forgot about it (laughs) that i think made us all dislike him even though he's actually not that bad of a character you may have to look up that number on youtube okay Mm -hmm. that sounds sad well it's like slowed down to about half speed maybe and it's acapella right acapella i think it was i think it was or maybe maybe there was a no it wasn't i don't think it was yeah there's but it's like a lot of nerdy looking people singing baby got back right yeah it's and it yeah it was awful watch it i also Uh, Going back to your earlier point, I feel like hooking up with someone versus just, like, thinking about them, I feel like sometimes thinking about them, like, could honestly be a little worse. Mm. Because if you hook up with them, you could just, like, get those feelings out of the way and, like... True. Yeah. You know? Especially if it's a casual relationship, because I feel like in 
that sort of situation, you hook up with someone, it's like a one-time thing. But if you're constantly yeah, thinking yeah. about them, yeah, and it it's might, more serious. It's more yeah. like serious and emotionally, yeah, uh, emotional yeah. attachment. That's a good point because also like it wasn't like he was thinking about hooking up with him. He was thinking about having like a very romantic moment with him of like yeah. singing this song. It's more intimate than having sex, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> I need to try it. <laughs> like, hey, let's do something crazy tonight. Let's sing a song from Moulin Rouge, and then reenact the scene where he's like, "I paid my whore in front of everybody." See, <laughs> <laughs> it still bothers me. <laughs> so, all right. So then, the last Is that Roxanne. It's at the end during the stage play he like finds out that she like did something i can't remember all the details but he like throws mm-hmm. money at her and he's like i've paid my whore and it's like super demeaning and like oh yeah not okay yeah you and they still get together yeah which is fascinating <laughs> it definitely isn't a perfect film no <laughs> The music, though, the music is very good. Lots of pretty colors and sounds. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> pretty colors and sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, Santana comes up to Rachel and is like, oh, we missed where Rachel was like first, or Santana was like, first, Brody told me I'm not a real New Yorker until I've had my first makeover. What does that Which mean? Like, what does that even mean? Which is, again, the show <laughs> making fun of itself for the makeover yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Because I think oh. Brody actually said that to Rachel and Kurt. Yes. Yep. And we were all like, what? And then it's coming up and Santana's <laughs> like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> Are the, is the show just like constantly making fun of itself? More now, more yeah. now. Yeah. This yeah. season, it's definitely doing that a lot. Okay. Lots of uh, breaking the fourth wall and that sort yeah. of thing. Ooh. I hear by season six, it's like a serpent eating its own tail, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that kind of like weird meta humor. Oh, oh I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the best way. <laughs> um, so uh, then Santana is like, yeah, you know, I had someone basically attack me. Um, yeah. But I feel like a real New Yorker now. Like, I think these are my people. Um, and Rachel is like, but she's like, Rachel, you know, when I was going through all your stuff in the bathroom trash, I found something. And Rachel's like, you had no right. And she's like, I found this pregnancy test. And Rachel just starts crying. Yeah, she's like, because I think Rachel expects Santana to say something snotty. And -hmm. she's like, you're seriously not going to tell me like I'm your friend. And then she just like falls. And then Santana just like hugs her and comforts her. That's nice. It's kind of a sweet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because Rachel needs some support because Kurt is kind of a slut shamer, to be honest. Yeah. So we need someone to support Rachel in this. Mm-hmm. Also, he's a man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, do we have Kurt the male slut shamer or Santana the female body shamer? Like, which shame do you feel like dealing with? Yeah. And at least, like, Santana's like, well, you're going to get fat, but this is going to suck. So I guess I'll come for you, kind of thing. She's already done this once with one of her friends, too. So do you think oh, she comforted Quinn? Quinn? She did sing Keep Holding On with the group. I mean, <laughs> even, I mean, even if she didn't comfort Quinn, we don't know what she was thinking at the time. And maybe she's like changed her views on how she reacted to the situation. So true. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that is like the end of all the storylines in the episode. Mm-hmm. Which was this was actually a pretty compact episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so let's that brings us to Tina time. I did not count Tina's lines at all. I did. She had three. Is she in this show? I was thinking. She didn't say anything because I was looking back at it, like trying to remember her saying anything. And I, I don't remember. Yeah. She wanted them to sing a song from Working Girl. And then when oh. Mr. Shoe said they all win, she was like, what? And she oh. had another line. So she had three lines. Okay. Well, I guess none of them were about Blaine. So I guess that's a good sign because Tina was in love with Blaine for a couple oh, episodes. No. It yes. was awful. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about our MVPs and LVPs. So, Casey, who is your least valuable player, your least favorite character? Um, probably this might be a hot take, but Finn. Oh, okay. okay. I was. I I just I think I was just annoyed about the fact that he did the thing where he was like, fix your relationship with. Emma and then he was like I kissed her (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know I mean I thought Corey was really good Mm -hmm. it was just the character that I think yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um I'm going with uh the other person that combo I'm going with Will Schuster um Mm -hmm. one for dragging these kids to a moment that is incredibly intimate and awkward Mm -hmm. uh super private can't believe Emma was like, yeah, let's talk after you just brought these kids through our drama. Um, well, it's not like it was a secret, yeah. let's be honest. True. That's true. Because <laughs> they were already there at the wedding. But Everyone was at it the feels wedding. like if you're going to go to like do this romantic gesture and to like figure out what the hell went wrong, mm-hmm. don't bring your students excellent point yeah that's what i'm gonna <laughs> that's why i'm picking shoe for like the thousandth time i'm sure um i'm gonna go with someone who was not even on screen love it let's go brody yeah shocker <laughs> <laughs> because he's just so suspicious and until i know what exactly is going on with him he's going to remain suspicious it counts mm-hmm. Because he did have lines. So it counts. It definitely counts. Yeah, lines? He was talking through the phone. 
Snow. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was at the air at Aaron's his friend's place or Eric yeah. or something. I don't remember. Did the friend have a name? <laughs> I don't even know. He wasn't oh, in yeah, Bushwick. It was he's just a weird person and I, I have thought that ever since the beginning. So we're gonna find out. We're gonna mm-hmm. find out what's weird about him. He's on my weird list. I have two honorable mentions. Oh, okay. I have Kitty the Terrorist because uh, she says the line, boys are like coal. They're hot. They get hot when you rub them and sometimes they turn into diamonds. So collect as many as you can. That was a good line. (laughs) I actually really like that line. (laughs) That was really good. I'm like, Kitty, you are creating climate change. <laughs> well, then also she was like to Marley, she's like, We're both dating Puckerman, so we're gonna be sister in laws. And I went, Oh, you poor girls. <laughs> yeah. I, I still uh, don't understand how that relationship even is like legally oh, wow. allowed to be trade on TV. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of vines, is this allowed? Is this allowed? <laughs> um yeah so shout out to that though i do did make me want kitty to sing shania twain's that don't impress me much which is a crime that glee never covered that song um i thought you were literally saying no crime that glee never covered so like glee committed a crime and they never covered it up oh Oh, right right. yeah. yeah um and well, then... <laughs> I mean, they haven't covered up a lot of the crimes that we have seen. They are on full display. Yeah. <laughs> yeah crimes against humanity. <laughs> the song song. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, that's so... another one you should probably go back and watch. Don't mention Horrible. that while I'm trying to drink something. <laughs> the thong song. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um. But my and my other honorable mention is Emma's parents because they're spicy white supremacists mm-hmm. and they gave their daughter's location away. Um, but my pick is going to be Kurt for not being honest with Adam because Adam mm-hmm. seems very sweet and very into him. And Kurt's mm-hmm. not being open about he sort of was open about his feelings with Blaine, but he didn't. He wasn't honest about hooking up with him. He wasn't honest about, you know, how he feels. Yeah. So I think that's not fair. Um, mm-hmm. I don't so even Casey, think he's being honest with himself. That's fair. Ooh, yeah. Good, good one. Good so Casey, who is your favorite character, your MVP? I think, so based off of this episode alone, I'm going to have to go with Adam because I've not seen... <laughs> Baby Vita. got back. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'll probably ruin my impression of him but in this episode he was very sweet he obviously cares a lot about Kurt and he I think wants to make it work and I respect that yeah no that's totally valid I think like I think we probably like hate on him so much because of that but like aside from that like forgetting about it he's kind of too good for Kurt because he's He's, like like, too good for this show yeah, he doesn't really fit in. Uh, yeah, it just he's like doesn't normal make and well sense. adjusted. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, like a normal person doing here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I th- I think Adam's still a good choice. Um, I'm gonna go with Santana 
because I enjoyed her picking at everyone's buttons and she's really just kind of like trying to get everyone to be honest. And I think it must be super weird to have known these people for however many years she did. And all of a sudden, you know, they have this new life in New York. They're trying to reinvent themselves. And she's like, you guys are fucking phonies. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm glad that she kind of was like, you guys need to be honest with other people and yourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm glad that she was there for Rachel. She's been holding (laughs) on to that for like, years until the perfect moment to yes. use it um but also like if santana wasn't there like just thinking like who would rachel go to like yeah. how, what would that experience be so i guess like in a way i'm kind of grateful that she's there for for rachel because i mean we don't like rachel a lot of the time but like she's in a very tough situation and you know, she's you surrounded the only, by these crazy dudes. Do you think that's the only reason why they have Santana go to New York and live with them is because they're like, we want Rachel to get pregnant, but there's no one for her to go to. We should have Santana move there. I think Santana is there because there's going to be a point where she does something career wise and it's going to be very worth it, I think. I yeah, I think Santana was there because they just needed more drama in the New York stuff, more conflict and like more just fun, like glee edginess. Yeah. And I think that's why they brought Santana because they thought Kate Hudson was gonna bring it, but all she did was give us a couple dance covers that asserted <laughs> my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But we love Kate Hudson. Love her love in general. She was love in the her. show? Yes. She was an evil dance okay. teacher. Ooh. She still technically is, right? I God, I, I hope they fired her. <laughs> I hope someone reports yeah, someone in the I class reported her being like, I'm pretty sure she slept with her TA and she's been bullying this child. The child being Rachel. <laughs> Let's just up oh. the drama here and have her also be pregnant. Both of them pregnant with Brady's kid. Oh, oh God. Gosh. And Whoopi Ooh. is brought in to mediate. Ooh. Oh. Carmen DeVille played by Whoopi Carmen, Goldberg. Yes. Uh, All right, Alyssa. Uh, favorite? Yeah. Favorite? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with someone who's not usually a favorite ever. Jake. I'm going with Jake interesting he was one of my top yeah um he was really sweet this episode number one he admitted that Ryder was the person who did all things on valentine's day that That was was, that was very upstanding of him like i was not expecting that from him at all um and then the fact that he came up with this was super sweet and yeah even though clay probably should have been going everywhere in that scene um, because I don't think either of them know how to uh throw pots, so yeah, and it's not easy, no, right? it's not, <laughs> no, um, yeah, because I thought like the clay really wasn't moving a lot, and I was like, is it like still hard? Like, because <laughs> it just like there wasn't like much shape happening, and yeah, yeah. like if you put your finger in there, it was like it just, yeah, yeah, explodes. yeah, <laughs> so. 
<laughs> that honestly, if that happened in real life, you know, that would have not turned out romantically, but it probably would have been really fun. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone out there hoping to recreate this with their special someone, be aware that it's going to make a mess. Yes. If you're not already trained. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that he, he tried to set up this special situation. And I also like understood his reaction and I was happy that he didn't hit his anger issues have been something in the past that he's had to deal with, but they didn't bring that into this scene. And I think that was a good choice for him. That's yeah, a good point. Yell or berate Marley or kick mm-hmm. anything. He just nope. he leaves. He gets out of the situation. Yep. And Ooh. and he doesn't even like. I thought he was gonna leave and go after Ryder. Yeah. And the next time we see him, he and Ryder just like aren't sitting together or talking. Yeah. The the most Fine. aggressive thing you see is like him glaring at Ryder, and that's it. Yeah. I think Jake's a good choice, Santana's a good choice, Adam's a good choice. They're all good choices. I'm actually going with Marley because even though she was fantasizing about another man during her love duet, she did uh, tell Jake pretty soon. And the whole setup with her telling Kitty and Kitty crossing her fingers made it seem like Kitty was going to spill the beans and get Marley in trouble. But Marley was like one step ahead and like brought it up herself. So I appreciated her honesty. That was so weird, though. Like, why did they even have the scene with Kitty? Someone wrote the cold line and they're like, it's too good. We have to keep it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because it doesn't go anywhere. No, maybe it'll go somewhere next. Next episode, but I can't imagine where it's going to go. How could it go? Because she already already knows. Yeah. Yeah. Other than getting up in front of everyone, like, did you know Marley did this? And everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like. We Why don't you care. like this kitty? I mean, maybe she tries to sabotage something and it doesn't work, but that's literally as far as I can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the music. We have You're All the World to Me, Shout, Come What May, Old Time Rock and Roll slash Danger Zone, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend slash Material Girl, In Your Eyes, Unchained Melody, and Footloose. So Casey... What was your least favorite song? I think I'll probably have to go with the shout number just because it felt random. And they were like, what if we did boys and girls? And then they just ran around the school for a little bit. They worked backwards from a little bit softer now in the library. They worked backwards from that. Actually, yeah. really didn't like the, um, the way that they did the sound on that because they actually lowered the, yes. the volume. And that's not the point. Mixing. The point yeah, is that you start to whisper. Yeah, exactly. It was cheating. They cheated. So I'm going to second that. Shout. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> I'm also going with shout. I didn't like any of it. It was weird. I thought that them going around the school was weird. That the teachers allowed them to kidnap students from their classes was weird. (laughs) Right? It was just very, very strange. And half of the students that are performing were not the Glee kids. And I was like, who the hell are these There's always random. I was like, why aren't you in Glee Club? If you're not in Glee Club, don't fucking dance. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I just want Hannah to walk into an episode of Glee <laughs> to this extra. If you're not in Glee Club, fucking sit no, down. No, no, no. Don't so that would be dance. if I was a science teacher that came in and they start singing, they start like trying to get other people like, ah, you're not in Glee Club, sit your ass down. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, Miley's favorite, Alyssa may be upset, but is Unchained Melody. Sad. Uh, I literally cannot remember the, anything about the song. Like, I remember the visuals, but nothing oh. about the music sticks Wait, in my mind. which one was that? The goat one from Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing I remember about the song was Jake sounded really good, and then he mm-hmm. went full Kermit, and he didn't <laughs> sound good anymore. I was so oh sorry. I feel really bad for saying this on this actor, but like, it's just so, it's just not good technique and it just doesn't sound good. Sorry. There was something like awful about his singing. It comes from up here. Like when he yeah. sings from here, from your chest, that's, that's good, but it gets too nasally and it just, it doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought like his acting is really good and... <laughs> There were parts of the song I thought were, were good. Just overall. Yeah. Yeah. So Casey, what was your favorite song? My favorite was Come What May, just because I loved that song from Moulin Rouge. I loved the like I thought there was some nice chemistry between Kurt and Blaine. And I don't blame Kurt for singing to his ex. Because it was relatable, <laughs> and I thought it was a very cute scene. Yeah, I'm actually gonna second it. I don't, I don't like Moulin Rouge, but I do, I do really like the song. I've heard it before, and I've heard it in the movie version. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought like their chemistry was good, and their singing voices together for that song were really good. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go with that one. I am actually going with In Your Eyes. Um, and this is kind of surprising because it it's Will's song. And, you know, that's just surprising. Um, but I thought as I was watching the scene and like listening to the lyrics that it was the song that fit the scene the most accurately and like the lyrics fit the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um that's rare for glee yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i think it's one of the songs honestly in the entire mm-hmm. show that fits the situation the most and oh, even wow. though the the kids were there singing the background and that was inappropriate i i still think that it was a really good song choice for that moment mm-hmm. i'm going with old time rock and roll slash danger zone it was a close one Ooh. for me too. I thought it was fun. I liked that I got to see Sam without pants. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was just like the the like old like Danger Zone is more of a stretch, but all time rock and roll. That scene is like a classic scene from a movie, so I could legit see teenage boys saying like, "This is a good idea to do." In real life, the teacher mm-hmm. would be like, you can't walk around school without <laughs> your pants. Yeah. Well, they've done that before. <laughs> but they have done that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, the teachers have said that before. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, so, yeah. But I thought that was fun. Um, yeah. 
So that brings us to the end of our episode. Wow. Yeah. Casey, where can we find you and your podcast on social media? Well, you can find our podcast at um, Fan Out of You on Instagram, I think, and also Twitter. And I'll make a fan out of you pod.com. Some different combination of I'll make a fan out of you or just fan out of you. And you can slap a pod at the end. I can't remember the specifics of each one because I think all three have a different one. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So if you, you follow can... them when they do polls, like they'll like have you rank the Disney movies. I've done mm-hmm. the polls before. <gasps> You have? Yeah, you gave me a shout out on air once. (laughs) Yeah. um, So it's really, it's fun. So they have interactive Mm -hmm. stuff like we do. So it's very hard to rank them, I will say. Yes. (laughs) Um, So you can follow Gleeboot. We are at Gleeboot Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And then you can also find us uh, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at yourboyryan99 and YouTube at Ryan. And you can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen. And I'm painting a mini right now, but I forgot to do process, like the, the, the process pictures. So you're just going to see the end product. So, so. Very cool. Yeah. But. Ooh. That's exciting. Yeah. I keep saying I'm going to post things and then I end up not posting. <laughs> I promise this time I'll post something. Keeping everybody on their toes. Yes. <laughs> Unpredictable. That's me. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Casey, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you had a good time. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Yay. Super um, fun. Fun. And tune in next week for an episode called Feud, uh, which if was made later in world history would have covered Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do. But <gasps> yeah. Now this is not Mashed in relation. Katy Perry's Swish Swish. Oh, but this is not Grab in connection the to the other Ryan Murphy media feud featuring uh God, who was it? Bet Mid- Betty uh, Davis and Joan Crawford. Davis. I almost said Bet Midler. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not in connection to that, I'm assuming. No. This is where he got the idea for that. Probably. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.